Yes. Oh man, it's yeah. gonna be weird doing pre-roll not in front of each other. Yeah, it's uh, first time for everything though. This will be the first time in history that we've done this. That we've um, over the intranets. <laughs> yes, correct. And uh, like I said, I was playing with the the test file yesterday. It didn't sound too bad. You no, know, that's good though, because we we don't want to sound too good, because then people are like, "Oh, this is a quality podcast." Yeah, then you know we we want to put them off almost immediately. So, Gabe, do that thing with the knob real quick. Wait, wait, I'll take off my headphones. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so, Lord have mercy. The, the thing Jake's talking about is I just turned my gain all the way the fuck up, <laughs> and it becomes the world's most annoying fucking <laughs> R.I.P. eardrums. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, he tried to uh, he tried to have a screaming Asian man in in the <laughs> in the audio as well. But that, uh, that man gives me life. Yeah, he does. I, he gets really excited about it. But that, that's me whenever somebody calls me on my desk phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's game. Oh man, Jesus Christ! Yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so I guess uh, that was the extent of the pre-roll, and I guess we'll go ahead and get started. You guys ready? Oh yeah. yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number, what, what is this, Gabe? 153, right? 153, question mark. Absolutely. And we are back on, uh, I guess, a nice day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. It's a beautiful Sunday. With me today, I have Gabe, as usual, but we do have a special guest here as well. Uh, what, actually, Gabe's co-host on his other podcast, the Exploration Podcast. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, friend. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Greg. I am the co-host of Gabe's other podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the Exploration Podcast, and uh, yeah, at, the, at that podcast, we usually do video games and lore reviews, so I guess a little self-plug. Check us out. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Free- the, the, the nice part is that, like, my podcasting worlds are coming together. Yeah, absolutely. See, this would not be possible without, uh, you know, uh, without Greg, because uh, I, I'm an idiot. So, uh, <laughs> He's the one that set this all up, so thank you for that, sir. Yes, we appreciate it. So I figured we were, no we throw him a bone by <laughs> allowing him on the show, I guess. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, so we are back. I know we've taken a couple weeks off. Uh, with everything that's going on in the world, uh, it was best that we stay separate. And I figured, um, you know, we could try to do it over the internet and make it work if we can. So that's what this is. That's what this podcast is this particular week. And hopefully, if it's a success, if it's something that we can make work, uh, we'll be able to carry it on for a little while at least, uh, moving upwards and onwards. But yeah, in the when meantime, the, when's the last time we had a guest on this show? Adam, probably a year ago Before- at this point. A year ago? Oh, yeah, we did do that three-man podcast where we yeah. shared the mic. That was ratchet as fuck, I, though. I don't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it too much either, which is why we haven't done it again. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's been a while, but uh, there's something wrong with that. Um, but, yeah, so in the meantime, how has everybody been doing? Because I know, like I said, the world's getting crazy. Gabe, Greg, how, how's your week been? Uh, Pretty bland, obviously. Uh, just work and then stay inside. Got to practice that social distancing. Absolutely. Uh, My favorite it. thing is that Greg, is like, he, he's cracked. He sent me a text on what was it Thursday or Friday, and he convinced his cat that the toilet paper holder is sentient. And I just fucking, oh, I yeah. just lost. <laughs> I just started crying at my desk, and I was like, "Yeah, this dude, name, you, this dude needs to go the fuck outside for like half an hour." I mean, I, I've learned several things about uh, the dynamic between you guys and your friends, and I'm saying, I, I've sat in a Discord chat with you guys. You guys are a special group of people. 
That's all I'm gonna I, say about that. I'm telling you that that short bus energy is alive and well <laughs> when the four or five of us get together. And like you know, like Jake, you've seen me just absolutely hammer smash faced. Yes. Greg's also seen me hammer smashed face, but just the the group of people that are around and what they like inhibit and what they like, I guess, propagate you to do is just totally different. You know what you, I mean? This man just broke out propagate. <laughs> well, I mean, Jake's seen me so drunk that I like. I could read individual words, but I couldn't comprehend a sentence, right? Yes. I've caught you making out with a vodka bottle. Um, The only woman I ever truly loved. (laughs) Lady Smirnoff. (laughs) Brittany Smirnoff. (laughs) (laughs) Correct, correct, correct. Disgusting. It is gross. And then, then, Greg, how drunk have you seen me? Because I'm kind of curious now. Oh, man. Uh, well, obvious. The, the last time I remember was from that silent disco when, uh, buddies... when we got clawed the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then one of our was it uh, one of our buddies? I, I convinced one of our friends that he missed a third friend's wedding, that it was oh, yeah. last weekend. Oh, no. And, and this guy whose who's quote unquote wedding it was, he was on vacation with his wife. They were in Florida and it was like three in the morning over there. And he calls them. And he's like, guys, I'm so sorry I missed your wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And in the morning, I get a call from that friend. He's like, you fucking convinced him my wedding was last week. It's not over, you asshat. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. That's pretty yeah. good stuff. So, obviously, I mean, I'm sure that the uh, the audience or the listeners are pretty obvious at this point that this podcast is going to stay relatively loose in regards to, like, content due to the fact that, you know, basically everything is falling apart. And there's not a whole lot of bunch of stuff to cover, right? So we're just going to bullshit, you know, uh, we do have some stuff, so I guess we'll go over that. Uh, actually, uh, Greg came out with a game that we're going to play this week and that should be fun. Uh, got a couple of reviews, but, uh, yeah, you guys ready to go ahead and get started into this agenda? Yeah. Talk to me yep. about uh, dark side of the ring. So, uh, I think I've mentioned this previously on the podcast. Dark side of the ring is essentially, uh, a TV show on vice where they take darker stories from like the wrestling industry and they kind of blow it up and talk about it and give it like a little mini documentary feel to it. Uh, now they have a new one that came out this week, but I wanted to talk about the one that me and Gabe both watched, and that was the one about the Chris Benoit murders family. Uh, yeah. Um, so it was weird growing up in the early 2000s because every Thursday night you'd have SmackDown, and then at one point every Monday night was Raw, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just the the interesting culmination of like the culture, the storylines, and everything coming together. Because I remember being probably like three or four years old. <laughs> Watching Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero do their tag team thing. You know, the 619, the, the whole fucking ensemble, the Hardy Brothers, Big Show, you name it, all the classics, right? Absolutely, yep. And then in, what was it, 2007, 2008, um, we got hit back-to-back, first of all, with Eddie Guerrero's death because of heart complications, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember that day at school, like, yeah. all the guys were upset. That was, yeah. like, unlike anything I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And then, not so long afterwards, we got the entire uh, Chris Benoit fiasco. Absolutely. And I think what vice did very well was they got all the people that were involved that are still alive today. Mm-hmm. They presented uh, Benoit's story in an easily digestible manner, mm-hmm. but they didn't take um, their biases out. Cause I think, I, I think you're th- that argument. You're either on one side or the other where you don't even want to utter his name or you're mm-hmm. like, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And I mm-hmm. think it's a very delicate, like tight rope to walk across. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the the story was presented in such a way where, like you said, it was, everybody gave their perspective. They ha- they interviewed a, a variety of wrestlers. Uh, you know, they did Jericho was in it. Uh, Dean Malenko was in it. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, who was Eddie's nephew, is in it. Uh, and then you know they did the the family members. Chris Benoit's son, who is a spitting image of, of him, by the way. Yep. 
that looks exactly like him. It's kind of terrifying. And um, Nancy Benoit's wife, uh, her sister was also on it. And uh, Vicky Guerrero, can't forget Vicky, her. She was yeah. a pretty big part of it. Absolutely. Because like the first, because this was divided into two parts. Um, the first part was kind of talking about what led up to the events of the Benoit murders. Uh, basically talking about Eddie Guerrero and how deeply that affected Chris and his psyche moving forward and how different he became, how distant and stuff like that and how much it, it really affected him. Like uh, uh, Vicky told a story about one time when Chris came over, um, his, her daughter came into the room and said, Hey, Chris is crying on the bed again. Cause like it, it would still fuck with him like long after it had happened. And um, yeah, you could kind of tell that Chris was starting to lose it a little bit, you know? And they said um, the thing that broke my heart is when um, Chavo said that he told Chris, that uh that chris let out this like this guttural wail you know what i mean like yep this raw scream and it's kind of it's kind of sad you know it's very sad and then it gets into the detail about the whole uh the murder situation and it was fuck it was brutal man i found out things i didn't even know about the murder uh like what i didn't know um benoit strangled himself with the uh, lat pull down wire mm -hmm. i had no idea about that yeah um, the whole Bible thing, I didn't know about that either, how he placed the Bible by everybody's um, kind of last resting place. Mm -hmm. um, lots of kind of weird stuff going on. Yeah. Entire situation. And then uh, they they also hit on like the things that he was Googling while like his family was dead in the house. Like uh, he Googled some Bible passages about Lazarus, the, the re resurrecting boy, which is terrifying. And also Googled the, the most painless way to break your own neck. Like, that's fucking horrible, man. And um, just overall, the whole entire thing was like shot shot, and with the attention to detail to the, the subject matter was like really well done. And um, it's just it's a scary thing, man. The world's a scary fucking place. And uh, I mean, I knew most of the stuff because I'm a, I'm a hardcore wrestling fan and I knew a lot of the stuff. But it is nice to kind of have it in one uh, easy to digest story, you know. So, uh, yeah, so a uh, good job, Vice. Uh, I'm curious to see what their plans are going forward with this thing. I'd love to see something on the Hardy Bros. I mean, granted, that's not super dark side of the ring and it might not fit the aesthetic, but there's a lot of really good wrestlers you can cover mm -hmm. and their stories leading up until this point. Well, they had um, uh, Gina Hernandez on last season and his whole he died like very mysteriously. So, I would definitely recommend that. Uh, you should look into that one because that was pretty interesting too. And overall, the show was just done super, super well. Um, and with that, I mean, it kind of related. So right now, WrestleMania is going on, right? Um, <laughs> they, they, they're doing it. They're still doing it. And uh, it started yesterday. They're doing it at a two-day event as opposed to just the one really long day event, obviously, because they kind of can. And um, it's kind of sad, man, because I was watching it yesterday. And um, the, the whole point of it is like the spectacle, right? Um, the, the size of the event, the, the, you know, the stage, all the people and that all that's kind of got stripped away. It's kind of sad, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's different without an audience to kind of gas you up like that. Yeah. And however, though, they actually did something really wonderful. Um, uh, the internet kind of freaked out about it last night. So they did a match with the undertaker, right? Uh, the undertaker and AJ styles and yes, the undertaker is still going. <laughs> um, and they, but they did it. Uh, it was called the boneyard match and they filmed it like a movie almost. Uh, like a bad horror movie in a good way though. Like they had the tombstones and all that stuff uh, in the background. And it was the, the objective was to bury it, your opponent alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I'm subscribed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I watched it and it was fucking awesome. So I would definitely recommend um, dark side of the ring. I think it was a good show moving along. So uh, before I get into this topic it, with everything going on with the quarantine, is there any shows or anything like that you guys have binged 
uh, you know, uh, to kind of pass the time, I guess? Um, I've been actually keeping up with the season seven of the Star Wars Clone Wars animated Mm. series. But other than that, that, that's about it. Okay, Gabe? Um, You know me. uh, When I do something and I and I'm like doing it right, I will go balls deep, but I have not watched anything uh, or binged on anything. I've been playing a lot of video games, if I'm being honest with you. Okay. But not so much in like the realm of TV and movie space at the moment. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Cause I obviously, I mean, you guys have been on the internet. You guys have noticed the whole tiger show was taking over the world, right? Absolutely. Right. If it's I not, actually, <laughs> I went over, I didn't, know what that was that whole situation so i actually went on reddit uh on out of the loop and i read like a kind of a basic synopsis of that whole situation between who was a joe exotic and uh that one baskin chick carol fucking baskins that's yeah. the, that's, that's the meme <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah because that's that's what's going on i the, the subject matter just doesn't interest me so that's why i haven't looked into it but everybody kind of says that that you know it, you wouldn't think you'd be interested in it but here we are you know uh, but so I haven't got to it yet. Uh, I don't think it's on on the list. Adriana was talking about succumbing to peer pressure yes last night about it. I'm like, no, we're not gonna watch it. It's not that interesting. La la la. But uh, in my two weeks of seclusion from the rest of the world, I did watch all the Pirates of the Caribbeans, all of them, and uh, I did watch Indiana Jones. All right. Uh, what is our opinion about the Indiana Jones in the chat right now? What is our What is our opinion on it? Uh, so I've seen all of them. I. I enjoy the Indiana Jones films. Um, I don't think that they could survive in today's day and age. And I think we kind of discussed the downfall of like the classic adventure film, Jake, mm-hmm. on a previous episode. Um, I, I like all of them. And then uh, Crystal Skull always gives me mixed feelings. Yeah. 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 I haven't yep. seen the first three in a while, but I did see Crystal Skull when it came to theaters. Mm-hmm. And I also have mixed feelings about that. But the thing about the Indiana Jones films is that to me, they'll they'll always be classics, mm-hmm. like typical adventure film. But they also have kind of an impact on like other, I guess, media's out there uh, when it comes to like adventure stuff, mm-hmm. like video games, books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of based off of like the classic Indiana Jones films. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, because uh, I I watched all of them previously, uh, so I had a background information. But me and Adriana had the time, so we said, "Fuck it, let's go through all of them," and. Uh, I just want to talk about the franchise kind of as a whole because uh, each individual entry of the franchise has a different feel from the other one, right? Like there's no two ones that are exactly the same. And uh, I think that's kind of a unique kind of a thing. Uh, Temple of Doom was straight up a fucking horror movie. You know what I mean? There was some yeah. dark shit in there. They were pull, ripping people's hearts out. They were sacrificing people. Uh, and they kind of bounced around from different uh, types of people. So obviously the first one was about, you know, uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, kind of the Hebrew uh, aspect of it. The second one was about like, the Hindu. The third one was about um, you know Christian, and obviously the the fourth one is fucking aliens. Um, <laughs> but um, it was actually kind of a, it was very interesting looking back because I realized that I fucking love these movies um, just because how fun they are. Like they're so off the wall, batshit crazy. Especially Temple of Doom near the end. Like it's so uh unrelenting in its pace that like you're exhausted after watching it and i I just think it's a wonderful thing i and i know they want to come back and make another one and i'm all for it uh but i just think it's interesting and like you said how uh important how impactful these films were like you said video games uncharted tomb raider like that's where they come from 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Without Indiana Jones, there is no Uncharted. There is no Tomb Raider. And uh, yeah, it just it just hits all your adventure fan sensibilities, the puzzles, you know, the adventures, the characters, all that good stuff. So I would definitely recommend for all folks out there to rewatch these if you haven't or if you have or if, I'm sorry, rewatch it if you have and watch them for the first time if you haven't, because they are a whole lot of fun and it was a great way to burn time. I, uh, the, the thing I like that Ford's doing is that when he comes back to reprise a role, I feel like. He says in his contract, like, yeah, I'll come back and do it, but you have to kill that character so I never have to do this shit again. I mean, well, prime example, right? Solo? Yeah, yeah you're right. No, you're uh, right. Blade Runner? Blade Runner, yep. Uh, you might as well do it for Indiana Jones, too. I think that's the the play. Uh, I think that the, the expectation for the, Crystal, uh, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was that Shia LaBeouf was going to take on that new mantle. But there was, like you said, like a lot of mixed feelings towards Crystal Skull. I don't share those anymore. Because uh, I used to think I didn't like it, but after watching it, I'm like, this isn't too bad, you know? And um, let's get a 2020 Shia LaBeouf and 2020 Harrison Ford, and let's just do a fifth Indiana Jones film, and then Shia LaBeouf will find his calling. Yeah. It'll be it'll be like holes, but with crazy blow darts. <laughs> Actually, I think there is a fifth one announced for 2022. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I, believe, so. I believe it was supposed to start pre-production and whatnot, but you know how yeah. everything's going right now. <laughs> the Rona. Yeah. Yeah, the Ronuts just doing shit to everybody. But uh, so, yeah, man, uh, do you guys have a favorite Indiana Jones movies? Indiana Jones movie? Uh, Temple of Doom is definitely up there for me. I, I agree with a lot of your sentiment. It's just the fucking like, like second half of the movie. You're just so like glued to the screen. And just yeah. shit. it's like you're taking like a like an uppercut every 15 or 20 minutes. And you're just, <laughs> you just keep standing still. Mm hmm. I definitely like Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, mainly because of the face melting scene. That was great. Yeah, but, yeah, was, um, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> the Last Crusade is actually also like one of my other favorites. Yeah, I, I lean Raiders and the Last Crusade as well. I think uh, Raiders is better, but I love Sean Connery. <laughs> you know, I fucking love him as uh, Indy's father. Yeah, in the role, and they have a really good chemistry. Uh, and I thought it was excellent. So, again, check these out, guys. Uh, if you haven't, uh, if you're a fan of film, I think everybody should check it out, anyways, just because of how important they are. Watch it with uh, your dad, man. That's like the best way to watch Indiana Jones. Well, I, I watched, uh, I watched all of them with my dad as a kid, but like when Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out, we went to the theaters and actually saw it, and it was, it was a good experience, you know. Like I said, people have mixed feelings about the movie, including myself, but in retrospect, I, I might have been wrong in some of those, you know. Sure. So um, it's a kind of a good a, a good thing. I think it's definitely worth a rewatch if you haven't. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and keep it moving. Onward. Who has seen it in here? You. Just me. You. <laughs> okay. Just me. Just me. So it's on Disney Plus now. All right. Uh, I kind of love that they're just saying, fuck it, put it on Disney Plus because it's right now with the whole box office thing, like nobody's going to the movies, obviously. So they kind of have to make a choice with a lot of these things and they adopted to put it on Disney plus. All right. And they're not the only thing. There's a lot of other uh, companies putting their movies on, on demand and whatnot for like Comcast or whatever, uh, just to try to make some money for it. Right. So I watched onward last night and I'm telling you right now, Gabe, you would fucking love it. And why is that? Cause it's dungeons and dragons based. Es essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's this, uh, you know, fairy tale world where the magic is kind of gone. Like uh, these these creatures that are normally in the fantasy stories are acting like normal people or acting like us, right? And the whole point of it is this guy is trying to meet his father for the first time because his father passed away before he was born, right? And there's a quest 
when which it gives him the opportunity to see his dad. And the whole thing is him trying to accomplish that and him getting, it's really like a coming of age, uh, having confidence in yourself kind of a thing. And um, there's some moments in there that are just cheer, tear jerking, man. They know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, um, Pixar knows what they're doing. I know it's a fucking uh, newsflash, right? But uh, I watched it yesterday with the woman and we were completely glued to the TV. It has something for everybody. It's got action. It's got uh, good storytelling. It's got good characters. Uh, a storyline that people can relate to, I think. And, um, you know, just talking about growing up. And um, like you said, if you're a Dungeons and Dragons person, adventure game kind of person, role playing kind of a person, I think you'd really enjoy because it it does kind of uh, uh, pay homage to that kind of thing. Right. I wouldn't say making fun of it, but definitely paying homage to those type of people who are into those type of things. And uh, it took me about 15 minutes to realize that I absolutely loved what was going on. So um, onward to me, dude, it's an A. Uh, it's an A. It's an A for me. Uh, so far, it's my movie of the year. Uh, and as far as like. Pixar? He may be up there, man. Good copy. Maybe. Good copy. Greg, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Oh, um, probably Wally. Oh, okay. For sure. Okay. Um, I don't know, you I identify like as Wally because you're trash. <laughs> no, I, I identify as one of those fat pedestrians that just mm. sit there and uh, uh, you utilize the technology. They just, uh, what is it? They're, they're dependent on it. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Wally, that's a good, that's a deep cut. Gabe, what was your favorite, favorite Pixar movie again? I know we talked about it, but man, it? I gotta pull up a list because I don't even remember Pixar movies like we'll, that. We'll pull it up. Your computer's right there in front of you, sir. Man, you're making me do work on a Sunday. What the fuck? I mean, half the time it's me googling stuff. I figured since your computer's in front of you, you can do it now. Yeah, no, let, I'm scrolling through the list right now. Um, we we said my favorite Pixar short was Jerry's Game with the, with the yeah the, the old man yeah the old man yeah. Oh man! See, and I feel like now uh, my answer is going to be totally like incongruent with what it was. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, things change, right? Uh, the Incredibles is up there for me. Uh, what else? A Bug's Life is pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, I like A Bug's Life. And then, shit, I, I might have to sit down and re-listen to that episode. But those two off the top of my head, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. So yeah, man. To me, it's not near the top of the list. Uh, oh, Finding Dory. There we go. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a very good one. Uh, it's near the top of the list, man. I I recommend. It's a hard recommend for everybody. And again, if you uh, if if you can relate to the character, I think uh, there are some things in here that are going to make you sad, make you cry a little bit. So definitely a heavy recommend for me. A best movie of the year so far that I've seen. So, oh, uh, while we're a uh, quick little segue, while we're on the topic of D and D, do you guys happen to know what a night mayor is like no. in D terms no, no. so it, it's pretty fucking metal if i'm being honest with you you encountered one but um essentially you take uh like a, a unicorn which is like a celestial being right mm-hmm. and you torture it until its heart breaks and then you pluck the feathers from its wings off and like it turns black you essentially like shatter this thing's soul and it like taints your heart when you do it and it becomes this flying black flaming pegasus and I thought that was super fucking metal. That is pretty metal. That sounds yeah. like some Warhammer 40k chaos shit. Yeah, it sounds, it, it's, it's pretty fucking brutal. It sounds like a Dragon Force album cover. It, it is. It probably <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Speaking about Dragon Force album covers, let's talk uh, Zombieland Double Tap. Have you, has, who's seen this one? Is this one just me too? I've seen this one. No, okay, I who's... did a movie review when it came out. Did you really? I have not. Yes, I did. Uh, okay. So, Gabe, where, where did you stand with it then? 
I love it. I love everything about it. It's just Zombieland, but more. The jokes and shenanigans are over the top, and Bill fucking Murray, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that ending was pretty good. Uh, well, how about your? What's your opinion on on Zombieland, the first one, Greg? Um, I thought it was a like typical zombie movie. I mean, they kind of took everything they had going on with zombies within that time, like that year like all Mm -hmm. the jokes and whatnot and just kind of congruent them into this film which at that point was uh actually like i want to say relatable but you know you kind of knew all the jokes yeah but uh i think with double tap didn't they say that the movie was somewhat still stuck in 2009 2010 uh i mean yes and no because there's some uh there's a plot line in there that i'm like that doesn't make any kind of fucking sense in regards to the time that's gone by i'm talking about the girl in the freezer game uh, yeah, that was ridiculous. I'm like, because they they said it was supposed to be ten years later, like, but there's a character who was stuck in a freezer for ten years, like that's that's not that's not that's not a thing that can happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely in the same vein. Uh, I will agree that it's probably more funny than the first one. I feel like the first one was really funny, but I feel like there's a lot more jokes and a little less seriousness in tone. I could be wrong, but um. That's what I picked up from it. But overall, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, some of these zombie, like, I feel like they ramped up the violence on this one. Like, some of these zombie kills were fucking violent. Um, I love the new class of zombie, the T-800. That's fucking awesome. Absolutely uh, awesome. I love how they call, how it's called that, and it just makes sense. And uh, they were actually scared. They made the zombie terrifying. Because I think that was a problem with the, the first one, is that the zombie wasn't scary, really. Right? It wasn't really intimidating. Yeah. Um, but in, in the new one, they made this new class of zombie terrifying which is good i love how the the dumb zombies called homer too i love it um but yeah it's definitely a good movie uh like i said r- ramped up the violence a little bit abba girl breslin is not a little girl anymore <laughs> um yeah it's, it, was, it was good stuff i i feel like it wasn't so uh they needed more jesse eisenberg that was another thing that i felt like they needed i'm a big jesse eisenberg fan but the uh the doppelganger scene just fucking did it for me man that was so <laughs> yeah. good yeah it was so funny they were fighting right i don't know spoilers but they they got to like a fight scene and then tallahassee's like let's switch he's like how does that help me like <laughs> it's it, 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 like it wasn't a good scenario but yeah the whole doppelganger uh bizarro version of each other was pretty fucking funny um but yeah definitely a hard recommend again uh it's like a b for me a lot of fun good movie all that good stuff so uh what we got next uh gaming everything's canceled Uh. yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically everything's canceled including the last of us got pushed back indefinitely i don't want to talk about it because i'm just going to start crying well because they predicted the future and now they're kind of worried but yeah i mean uh (laughs) yeah i mean i guess it's a go ahead ahead. no yeah no you you go ahead no no i I basically didn't have i was gonna say i was gonna say what are your guys' thoughts on the like the soft launch of the Modern Warfare 2 campaign remaster? Yeah, that thought... kind of sneak drop on us, huh? Oh, I... yeah. It's only for PlayStation at the moment, but Xbox and PC still have to wait till April 30th. Oh, that sucks. Hey, man. P- uh, PS4 Master Race. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think it's kind of an interesting thing. Like, um, like you said, they did kind of just sneak it up on us. But my question is, <clears throat> is... Do you think that the 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 campaign dropping a single a campaign on its own? You think it's a big enough draw to like even warrant even doing it? Well, I no, because what what are you gonna do? Are you gonna charge people sixty dollars for just the multiplayer when the campaign is free? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't That's know, a question, right? Yeah, I don't know what the plan is. Like, I haven't played it or nothing because Modern Warfare Two is like not my favorite. But like I said, I don't think that 
I, I don't. It's not what people wanted. You know what I mean? So why do it? Is my point. What do you think, Greg? Um, I mean, the current price right now for just for the campaign is twenty bucks. Oh wow! Which I think it's not that reasonable, but the campaign of Modern Warfare Two, at least to me, was pretty memorable and had some decent moments. Mm-hmm. And they kind of they pretty much kept everything from the original campaign intact. Like there was no finagling with like any scenes or whatnot. They kept the no Russian in there, mm-hmm. and thankfully they kept that museum Easter egg, I believe. Uh, where you can go into the museum and kind of just screw around and check out all the weapons and whatnot. Mm. Uh, which, I mean, when I was growing up with Modern Warfare 2 in the beginning, I was that kid with no internet, so I didn't really <laughs> play multiplayer. So the campaign just kept going over and over and over and screwed around the museum, and uh, it holds like a special place in my heart just because mm. like, I, I just kept going over and over and over again. I think them not releasing the multiplayer was kind of a smart move, uh, in my opinion, because you just have you have like a new Modern Warfare already mm. out. People mm-hmm. are playing it. Why split the player base between this Modern Warfare 2 remaster and then Modern Warfare 2? If they release the Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer later on down the road, then I think that'll be fine. But right now, it's just the new Call of Duty still fresh, and mm-hmm. there's new content. Warzone and it's doing well, most importantly. Yeah, it's yeah. doing extremely well. Absolutely. I think the uh, Warzone is just a big breath of life for the game. You know, I know I, you guys aren't particularly fond of it, but I've been playing a shit ton with it with my my other buddies, and <clears throat> we love it, man. And it's a it's a blast. And yeah, I think um, I don't think they're going to release Modern, Modern Warfare 2 like a remastered version of the multiplayer. I think it would be best or at least in their best interest to uh, kind of assimilate all of that previous Modern, War t- Modern Warfare 2 content into the new, new game. But bring back all the maps, you know, bring back certain things, maybe certain weapons and stuff like that. Put it in the battle pass and like kind of bring back some of that some of that stuff. You know, what I mean, as opposed to just releasing Modern Warfare 2 again. You know, I think that'd be the best the best choice for them moving right. forward. I don't know. Um, because I, I again I, I was gonna say something controversial. I, I, I think honestly, and this should be just due to the fact that I've been playing a whole lot of it, this might be my favorite Call of Duty. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, this it might be my favorite my new favorite. Cause I've been playing it a ton and I fucking love it, man. Like I feel like if when I die, that's not completely bullshit. I feel like the gameplay is, you know, it's Call of Duty, so it's going to be silky, silky smooth. And I just feel like they've perfected this. I think they finally have perfected maps versus feel versus, you know, fun, creative game modes versus how the guns feel. I don't know, man, because um, I just, I just been playing a lot of it. And, and I can't even tell you the last time I, I hit over above 50 in a, in a Call of Duty game. You know what I mean? And it's just a weird thing. Would your opinion change if we queue up a Piccadilly match right about now? <laughs> I, I, but that's the thing. I, I mean, like, I like Piccadilly, kind of. You know what I mean? Uh, it just, I like the fact that the maps kind of have to make you change change your play style. You know, like if you're the type of guy who likes to get in somebody's face, Piccadilly is a horrible map. <laughs> but if you're a guy who likes to flank and who's constantly using the side routes and fucking people up in like the the shop or you know, the upstairs room and stuff like that, then it's fun. I think you just got to adjust play style, which is interesting, you know, because um, gone are the days where anybody could just hop in and do 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 amazing things with the same weapon. You know what I mean? Like, you got to adapt a little bit, I think, which, I, which is fine, you know? I like it. I don't know. And I, it may be wild because, like I said, I think as time has gone on, this Call of Duty, at least for me, has taken the reverse uh, path that other Call of Duties have taken. Where as time goes on, usually I start to dislike it. This one's actually as time is going on, I'm starting to like it even more. Yeah. yeah. How long did you play uh, Black Ops Four for? Like two months. And no mas. And no mas. Yeah, I can't. No I could. Mas. 
by the time um the bat the br came in for that i was like over it you know greg why don't you tell jake your story about black ops 4 oh lord um so i played the multiplayer and then me two other buddies of mine got black ops 4 and they're like hitting me up like oh yeah like you know we'll, we'll play some uh the br mode or whatever whatever you know and that night we play multiplayer and then we're like, oh, we're too tired for BR, but we'll, we'll hop on tomorrow. Never hopped on tomorrow. So one of them sold it away. The other one sold it away. And then I was just like, screw it. I'll sell it. Like, I don't <laughs> really care. Like, the multiplayer the multiplayer was all right, but I, yeah. I just it just couldn't keep my interest. So I just yeeted it out of my inventory. <laughs> really? That's interesting. So, like, so uh, approximately how many gameplay, how much gameplay time did you put into it, realistically? <sighs> Less than a day for sure, but yeah. probably more than ten hours. Because okay. the thing I like about Call of Duty is that uh, I have like I you know I have I have a job you know I got to work and whatnot. But the the, the ten minute matches there it's nice you know like mm-hmm. I still like to enjoy battle like a game like Battlefield on the weekends where it's like long extended matches like you can literally just queue up like a thousand ticket whatever map mm-hmm. and it'll just sit there for three hours. But like I can't do it do that on the weekday when like you know I work like a nine to five and then mm-hmm. I just like coming home queuing up for ten minutes getting pissed off and then like just keep going 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 like you know just run another one run another one with mm-hmm. tears streaming down my eyes. <laughs> I, 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 I keep going own fifteen, but you know it, it, it's just the quick of it i like it you know i i don't know greg I, I was looking at the combat records the other day and you're not that you're i wouldn't say you would you take very many zero and 15 games that's all i'm gonna say just based, it, based on the, the the barracks and what it looks like well this is black ops 4 oh that's true this okay that's, <laughs> i mean a lot, I lot more a lot more bullshit going on that's why I'm, he was crying because he's not used to it okay <laughs> yeah yeah I, I would definitely agree there was a, a lot of randomness when it came to the most recent black ops game and usually I talk highly of uh, Treyarch, but I, I was not feeling it. <laughs> you know, I just wasn't. Uh, but it is what it is, I guess. Look at that. We did put things in uh, gaming. We found a way to talk about gaming on the show. Wow. So. There we go. Wow. <laughs> Yay. All right. So next. Podcast games. Um, we're just going to keep pushing this merch roundup <laughs> until we go through our closet one day. We'll, we'll get to it eventually, I promise. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like kind of terrified. To, to figure out how much band merch I own, honestly. That, that and it's like, um, I've actually done this three times, Gabe, where I have, like, opened up my closet, and I'm like, <sighs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'll do it a little bit later. And yeah, I just and never then do it doesn't it. happen. And I just never do it, yeah. Okay, so. so we do have a new game that we brought to the table today that we're actually prepared for. Uh, Greg coined the name, which is phenomenal. It's called mm-hmm. Grimy or Whiny. And so mm-hmm. here's how the game works. Greg and I found... Uh, Five quality examples, five different ones uh, a piece, and these are lyrics. And we're gonna feed them to Jake, and Jake needs to decide whether they came from a metal metal-ish band or whether it came from a sad boy rapper. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of this, this game is to show you how <laughs> how close some of these things can be. Okay, uh, Greg, you wanna you wanna fire off first? Sure. So lyric number one. <clears throat> Looking back, I see the knife in my back now. Looking at life, wishing I was in the background. Looking back, I see the future in the past now. Nodding in the whip, like, should I fucking crash now? Grimy or whiny? That's grimy? I don't know. I've heard that lyric before, but I'm pretty sure it's a metal band. Oh, Greg, what is it? Uh, This is Gucci High Waters. (laughs) (laughs) It is whiny. X. <laughs> That's fucking wild. I swear to God, I've heard that lyric before. I swear to God. Dude, I was he, so confident. 
we we we, uh, we compared notes, and I was like, he's gonna think that's a tiller or something, or like yeah, yeah. I was honestly, I thought I was thinking like maybe like falling in reverse or something like that, because uh, that's like kind of in between, right? Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I swear to God, it. I was so confident. I swear to God, I heard that before. Gucci High Waters. What was the song, Greg? Uh, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> okay, I mean, all hey. right. We'll, we'll just we'll just switch off. Uh, so my first lyric for you. You ready for this? Sure. All right. You left me behind, and I can see you from a distance. Shut the windows and the blinds, and let no one else inside. You used to wrap your arms around me in the coldest night of winter. For a moment, I'll be fine, but that moment's not this time. Grimy or whiny? Whiny. Yes, it is whiny. It's uh, right. The song is called It's Been a Long Time Since You Said That You Missed Me by Wickedface, Smart Death, and who else is on that track, Greg? Uh, I think it's just Wickedface and Smart Death. Yep, so that's one point for you, sir. Well, I think because it was rhyming too much, I think that was like my only indicator on that. Oh man, if that's if that's gonna be your indicator, these <laughs> ne- these next eight are gonna ruin your day. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> All right, Greg, go. let's hear number two. All right, number two. <clears throat> so don't repent because you're fucking scared. Inhumane flesh shall now embrace the knife. Here is the peace and death I could not give you in life. Grind what the fuck? Um. Do you need a reread on that, or you got yes. it? Yeah, go again, go again. Okay. So don't repent, because you're fucking scared. Inhumane flesh shall now embrace the knife. Here is the peace and death I could not give you in life. That's gotta be grimy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's grimy. Who is it? Uh, From Dust Till Dawn by Upon a Burning Body. Okay, yeah, okay. I knew it was familiar <laughs> to me. Okay. Yeah, he, he pulled that one out on me. I was like, I've trained you well, my pet one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good, 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 good. Oh, so two points, right? Two points. Two points, two points. Who's keeping score? All right. Gabe's uh, keeping score. Yeah, Gabe's keeping score. Uh, lyric number two for me. The sanctuary where I've been dwelling is a reverie that seems to be endless. All things of the past won't escape me. One day, maybe I'll see the end. Grimy or whiny? Grimy. It is grimy. It's temporary escape by To the Wind. Okay, okay. All right, three, three for Jake. Okay, okay. My turn? Yep. <clears throat> All right. I don't fuck with you. I'm always with my bros. 2016, okay. <laughs> I need some gold. All this money, all this money make me cold. Grimy or whiny? Oh, now, now I'm thinking, now I think it is Attila. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, that's got to be grimy, but it's got to be like an Attila kind of band. Nope, it's whiny. Fuck. This is Pearl Fountains by Young Lean. So fucking, <laughs> that shit is so borderline. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Young Lean is an honorary member of Attila, but... I mean, might as well be. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, number three from my pool. Here's how it goes. Lay down your head and sleep with me tonight. Lay in this bed. Recall the black book. I'll forget you. Complaining to myself to leave this. Behind my smile will be a lie for why you are gone. Grimy or whiny? You guys picked some really fucking good ones. Um, go again with that. Sure. Uh, you want the whole thing again? Yes. Lay down your head and sleep with me tonight. Lay in this bed. Recall the black book. I'll forget you. Complaining to myself to leave this. Behind my smile will be a lie for why you are gone. Fuck. Grind me uh, or whiny. Mm, that's, that's whiny. Um. All right. So this is an interesting one. I'll, I'll reveal what it is first, and then we can debate it. So I put this under grimy. But it is attack, attack. Uh, it's what if I can't check my MySpace when we get there? Oh, my uh, 
man. You, you want to know why I picked this one, Jake? Because I know you fucking hate Someday I, I, Came Suddenly. Yeah, I do. And I wouldn't... I see, when you say metal band, I don't think Attack Attack qualifies. That's honest. Yeah, so, so, so it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, so. definitely an in-between. All right, Greg, you're up. Lines. All right, num- number four, yeah? yeah? Yeah. All right. Terror embedded into your think- thick mind, bearing your emblem with pride. Plagued by its purpose in Genesis, subsequently flaunting its meaning. Grimy. That's, that's a Bible passage, my friend. Is it grimy? <laughs> I think it's grimy, yeah. All right, yeah, it is grimy. It's uh, Hester Prine by As Blood Runs Black. Okay, okay, okay. Damn, Gabe. What? What? <laughs> yeah, do you see what I'm doing to this kid? I, I, I know. I, I already know who your influence is. I don't even have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. All right, number four, my pool. You ready? Yeah. It's not fair I found love. It made me say to get back. You'll never see daylight. If I'm not strong, it just might. Whiny? Yes, it's Suicide Boys. Kill Yourself Part 3. <laughs> part 3, huh? So Pulling out the Suicide Boys. The, the, part two, uh, the first two times didn't work out, so you got to do Part 3. Well, where's uh, Part 7? <laughs> Jesus. I okay. think there's 15 of these, by the oh, way. Oh my god! But those are mixtapes, not individual song titles. So when are they? When are they gonna? Song. When are they gonna succeed in their in their uh, endeavor? Anyway, keep on going. Sorry. All right, number five, last one of my mm-hmm. pool. Mm-hmm. Kill these motherfuckers, waiting, patient for the flow to come. It's like I got some supernatural powers. I'm the chosen <laughs> one. These bitches want me dead. I'm busting back. I got a golden gun inside my fucking hand. Yeah, that's definitely Attila. <laughs> that's uh that's a that's if that's not attila that's that's gonna be the next big party that's uh, that's attila upon a burning body or like early chelsea grin uh i'm going whiny whiny yeah you are correct yeah that huh? is body by death plus featuring little peep ah okay so what is that all right five for five uh i i think i missed your first one i think your first one, Greg. So I think I'm four out of five for that one. Okay. No, 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 no. Like out of mining games, five. Oh, oh I, I have no idea. I think you're four for four on mine so far, actually. I think we should uh, well, give a half th- point for, for, the... for attack attack. Yeah. All right. So you're three and a half out of four for mine. Okay. <laughs> Here's yeah. my last one. You ready? Okay. Pulled off a dark country road. New Roman suicide note. All the way, all the way closed. So it goes. Grimy. Yeah. Do you think you can guess who? Uh, no. Every time I die, Indian I fuck. I fucking knew that. Uh, I was like, man, is that every time I die? I'm like... You know what the hard part is about... Because I, I knew I wanted, like, a weird every time I die song in here. Like a, like a B-side or something. The hard part is, is finding, like, a lyric... That's not super obvious that Keith just fucking belts out and is well, super memorable. You said the no Roman, no Ro, new Roman suicide. note. that's what you said, right? Yeah. I'm like that. I'm like, that sounds like every time I die to me, <laughs> like it really does. Uh, but okay, cool. That's so good. you're, you are four and a half out of five and five or four out of five for Greg. So good Damn, job on that. I did pretty good on that. Look at that. Yeah. How many of these were you like, fuck man. Like, I really don't know. Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> There, there might have been like one I was for sure, like for sure about, and that was the one where Greg said that somebody said bitches in it, and I'm like, I don't know about that, like, but <laughs> he other, said bitches, I don't yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I didn't know about it, but the other ones, I was, I was pretty confident in the matter. 
I think. You know what inspired this game? Because um, I was reading Counterpart's lyrics to Greg, and Greg's like, dude, this shit is so cringy. And then Greg would clap back with, like, <laughs> sad boy shit. And I was like, how can you tell me this? And we just we would just go back and forth. <laughs> hey, man. It is what it Damn is. So that, that's kind of what inspired the whole game. And I was like, let's see if Jake can guess these. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right. So we got some music. Uh, have we listened to anything? Am I the only one who listened to anything on here? Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> I'm so quarantining for music as well. Apparently. Fuck. Well, you know what we're going to do? Um, we're going to push some of these back cause I didn't finish August burns red. <laughs> I started that. I didn't finish it. Um, yeah, well, let's talk about the end. They're coming out with a new album cause Brendan Murphy is, um, I don't know a fucking psychopath and this dude just never sleeps. I guess we'll put him like a one bracket under, uh, Jason Butler. Well, you have to keep in mind this is Will Putney's project too, so you got to put him yeah, in that category is. too. It is, but who produced the last Counterparts album? Will Putney. Will fucking Putney, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're right, but I'm saying like as far as his ability to not go to sleep either and constantly be working. Absolute you know, madman. Yeah, absolutely um, insane. So they got, go ahead. They got pre-orders up. Check that out. Uh, they're grossly grimy, and it's just all the best parts about like the bottom of the mop bucket water, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. And you just need that sludge in your life sometime. Absolutely. Uh, Silver scenes. So yeah, we we'll probably skip that because I, I I like it, but for the life of me, I can't get all the way through it. <laughs> it's gonna like, be one of those, huh? I get. I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's, everything is good. There's nothing bad on it, but I think it's just average. You know, I guess that is my review, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, for the life of me, I can't get all the way through it. I don't know what what it is about it, but um, so that's wild. And Amir dropped a new thing called Gypsy Disco. Let's give props to the name alone. Uh, and it's fucking rightfully brutally heavy. Properly heavy, as Gabe would say. It's proper. As, as Gabe would say, but Gabe does not fuck with Amir. Yeah, because you're you're just wrong. That is what it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that is that. Do we have anything? You guys want to talk about music? What, what, what do you guys got? Like, like I know, uh, Greg, you're new to this. Kind of new to, new-ish. What, what, what's going on with your musical taste these days? Because I heard I, Gabe's kind of taking on... Oh, Hang man. on, no, I, I got an interesting one because we got Greg on the show right now. Greg, I want you to tell Jake about that every time I die show and your experience from it that we went to bo- literally the day before the quarantine went up. Oh, um, I mean, it's not my first every time I die show. Uh, I went to <laughs> yeah, the that's what I say every you, single but, time, too. <laughs> I mean, that like for being something like that, that was during a quarantine, the, the numbers were like the, the amount of people like was insane and not only that but like before the whole like the bands that were playing before every time i die like i kind of fuck with them like what was that one band game like nothing right like uh the the I, band that opened up for every time i die nothing is good and yeah. then uh lurk was before them yeah they were good but and, and but like my whole mood was kind of like somber like throughout all of them and then once every time i die came on and everybody started thrashing about like i just got like some adrenaline surge through me and next thing you know i lose gabe we lose our <laughs> other buddy and we just kind of pop in each other like randomly. We'll be like, "Oh, what's up, Gabe?" And the next thing you know, like missing for missing in action for another ten minutes. But that atmosphere <laughs> was like insane. Okay, how, how was it on land as as compared to sea? Because that was Greg's first every time at Iceland was the boat show in September. The boat show was definitely worse when it came to whining to stand up and actually brace <laughs> because you have the actions of the boat rocking and then mm-hmm. people flying into you because of these like the boat rocking. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this concert was a lot more, I wouldn't say bearable because I did enjoy both, but I, I, I didn't lose my footing as much and I wasn't mm. being pressed up against a glass wall staring at the Statue of Liberty's tits. 
<laughs> okay, 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 okay. But like, uh, so, like, what is your experience, Greg, with with the style of music? Like, before Gabe, like, did you dabble at all, or is this like strictly a Gabe thing that's possessed you to get involved? It's it's strictly a Gabe thing. I mean, I before I like met Gabe, I mean, I listened to like a Data Remember and. Like, you know the, the i did i did listen to attack attack as well but uh gabe kind of got me into like he made this whole like grimecore playlist like he got me into see you space cowboy uh every time i die um what else did he put on here let me let me quickly find it uh, pull it up job for a cowboy upon a burning <laughs> body the blood great american ghost as mm. blood runs black um chelsea grin and all those so i mean i'm starting to like kind of like sink into it excellent 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 because it's funny because i did that for gabe <laughs> kind of well, to an extent i was already yeah. like there you were just like hey man here like you think that's heavy here's like crack cocaine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i told gabe yeah because i remember gabe telling me that story and i told him that he can't be uh ruining people's lives like that and uh i guess he didn't take it he didn't take it seriously <laughs> i mean because like I think the heaviest band that I've seen before, like Jake and I were like friends, was The Chariot. I saw them in, was that 2012? Yeah, at the bottom lounge. That was like the heaviest band that I've ever seen live. And mm. then now, I mean, you know, The Chariot is still stupid fucking heavy, but. Yeah. <laughs> A different kind of heavy. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's it, guys. I cool. believe that was episode 153 of the Second City Kids podcast. 153. Yep. And hopefully, if this everything goes well quality wise, and as long as the quarantine stays in place, um, you know, we'll be able to do it again next week, I guess. Excellent. So, yeah, with that, uh, signing off this week, you know, it's Jacob, Gabe, and uh, Greg. Uh, you know, you guys know the whole, the whole dealio and whatnot. Subscribe, all that good stuff. All that. You guys hear it on the outro. Uh, but until next week, folks, deuces. Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces. Deuces.